Shut up and sit down. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is for all of you out there. I wish you a good day. How about that? Today is episode 298. We are coming up hot on that 300th episode. Holy mackerels, I never thought we'd get there. That's a lie. Yes, I did. Oh, but here we are, 298. It's a beautiful day out. The summer's coming. The leaves are coming out. All the wonderful things are happening. A weekend is right around the corner. It doesn't get too much better than it is, except for all the rain that's coming. But we won't talk about that. Instead, we'll say, hey, it is me, one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. He's here today. And, of course, somebody else is probably here, too. And his name might be the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. He's here. He's coming out hot off vacation, ready to go, hot, just hot to tell us what he's been up to. Couldn't wait for it. So without further ado, Mr. Matt, how was your week? You're not wrong, Eric. I am hot to tell you how my time off has been, all the good times I've been having. But I'm going to go, I usually go real life and then video games. This time I'm going to go in chronological order. Wait, no, okay, so I have to do the other thing first. Okay, so chronological order. We did play some Elden Ring on Friday night. Had a good time. I'm into the Halic Tree area. But it's just, yeah, I'm just kind of like doing it. I just kind of did it just to do it. It's not really like, you know, obviously I beat the game, so I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like I want to move on to something else, but nothing else is calling my name right now. So it's like, well, I'll go into the Halic Tree and see how awful and disgusting it is. Oh, it's not that bad. All right. Oh, I found a boss. Oh, me and Skelly's killed it the first try. Okay. Let me go over here. Okay. There's this big thing. Okay. All right, well, oh, Eric wants me to jump out and uh, help him out. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll do that. So it's just, I'm just kind of doing it. So, like, I did it on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, you know, bullied my way through to a certain area that's going to be the next difficult piece. I haven't touched it since. Not, like, in a bad way, but just, like I said, I'm kind of torn. Like, I want to move on to something else, but nothing else is reaching out to me. So I guess... Maybe sometime this weekend I'll play some more Elden Ring, or I won't. I don't know. But then, the very next day, went and saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Pretty good show. I would say overall, a good show. A decent show. There's some things I didn't like, but there were some things that I very much did like. Like that musical battle. I loved it. And I forgot all about it, because all we did when we met up was talk about the stuff we didn't like about it. And I forgot how cool that was, and how good that was. And how... It's one of those things that that's just unique to him, like that kind of thing. And I appreciated that. It wasn't just, I'm just going to make a big laser and I shot a big laser. It was, here's this weird scenario and he's doing this thing and I'm reaching over and doing that thing. Really awesome. Not going to spoil anything for anybody, but then we come up. I'm a time off. Took Wednesday, Thursday off because I had tickets to Weird Al Yankovic in Saginaw. The return of the ill-advised... Some, some, some. It's a big, big, long thing. Ill-advised vanity tour where he does his original stuff, like with orchestral backing, all kinds of fun stuff. Cool, awesome. But before we go, I'm gonna get on Twitch. I'm gonna stream Final Fantasy III Pixel Remaster. I'm gonna put some time in on that. All right, cool. Boot it up. Boot up the stuff. Test the stuff. Looks great. Get on Twitch. You know, I always have the iPad here to monitor the stream, make sure nothing's hinky. I'm going. A couple minutes in. The stream's, like, stuck. It froze. Hmm. 30 seconds later, it starts moving again. Oh. Okay. I'll just, I'll just keep an eye on it. Oh, it's, it's doing it all the time. Hmm. What do I do about that? What can I do? Let me check all the computer settings. Let me look at all the things. Like, the things that I have no control over, because I literally have no control over... The internet, because I use someone else's internet. Uh-huh. It's an agreement. It's not. It's, I'm not stealing internet. I'm just saying. Look, anyway, that's weird. Let me end this stream, start up a second one. You know, maybe it's just the encoding, the blast processing, something. Okay. Hey, this one looks a lot better. I even say that on the stream. This one looks a lot better. Instantly freezes after that. Stutters all over the place. Just, I'll see my little dude walk two pixels. <laughs> Walk two more steps. 
Horrible. Awful experience for my viewers. Man, this sucks. I'm going to end it early. Just things are going weird. I don't know. I don't want to do a bunch of stuff and then have this horrible stream that nobody can see. All right, whatever. Close it down. Hmm, though. Let me go on Twitch and see what's recorded. I want to see how bad it is. Everything that's on Twitch is perfect. Hmm. So did they have problems sending out the video? Because they have mine, except it is kind of weird because since the stream didn't catch up to where I ended, it shut off like at that point. So it's kind of like the uh. ending is cut. But what's up there is 100% smooth, no problems. What are the, let's go, what's going on? Okay, I'm, I'm double mad now. Not only did the stream not work, but apparently on the replay or the, the on-demand version or whatever, looks great. <sighs> what's going on with the stupid internet? Whatever. Okay, I got a concert tonight. I'm just going to relax and have fun. Let me get start getting ready. Let me get around. Let me make lunch. All right. About to get time to go to the concert. Let me, you know what? I haven't checked my email on my phone in a little while. Let me check my email. My email has a weird thing on my phone where it doesn't, like, automatically come through. You got to refresh it, and then it all comes through. Hmm. Three emails at the top. Two are from the theater. One is from the entertainment company that does the tour. Tonight's concert is postponed because of COVID-19. <sighs> oh, my God. Great. Cool. I've had a horrible morning. Not horrible, but, you know, a frustrating morning. The thing I'm going to go do that I took the two days off for, it's gone. Awesome. I called up the person I was going to go with. Hey, surprise. We can't go today. So this is a great time off. Awesome and fantastic. Loved it. Just I sat here at home, and then I went and I watched AEW Dynamite. And that was a great episode. I will say, some awesome matches. You probably saw me tweet out about it because it was freaking nuts. But I was just like, man, that just... All my plans. Shotgunned right in the face. But today, I did play some Final Fantasy III Pixel Remaster. I went... Let's test it again. Let's see if today is a different day. And it was a different day. And the stream went great. I think it was it maybe hitched once right at the beginning. And it was smooth all the way through. And I've been having some fun with that game. I'm coming up on the end game. I think I just have one or two things to do. And then it's just the end game dungeon push. And apparently the end game dungeon in this one, it's super long. It's super ridiculous. It's like notoriously stupid. But I can get like a little side dungeon where you get all the legendary weapons and stuff. So that should be fun. Probably one more stream of that, or maybe like one and a half, and that'll be done. And again, like with Final Fantasy II, looking back on it, man, what a fun game. It's just been a wild ride. Now I have super overpowered characters. My black belt, his kick, instantly kills everything. And if it doesn't, I boost for one turn, and then it does like squadrillions of damage the next time I do it. It's just massive AoE damage with this kick. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's great. Look how excited I'm getting. And then after that... I went and made lunch. I went and sat down on my couch. I played some Animal Crossing like I do it every day. Then I went, what's, what's next? I got like six hours till the podcast. And I scrolled through my Switch library all the way through all these games I've bought and never played. Right near the bottom. Not the absolute bottom, but right near the bottom. A little game called Cuphead. For some reason, my body went, that's the game to play right now. Click. And I started up. And I played it. The game is crazy. The game is hard. The game is sometimes frustrating. But it's not that bad. At least the ones that, you know, the few bosses that I've gone through. Four or five now, a couple of the run and gun stages. It's not bad. It's fun. Let's see why people like it. Will I stick with it forever? Who knows? But that's what I've been doing this week. That's the story of my time off and the few things that I've actually done. Am I going to get and stay into Cuphead? Am I going to do... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to beat Final Fantasy 3 Pixel Remaster, but after that, shrug and question marks. So what about you out there? Out, what about you out there, Eric? Out there what on the other side of this thing. thing. What about you, That's buddy? That's the end of the show. Have a great day, everybody. We can't wait to see you next week for episode 299. But before we do that, maybe we should back it up just a touch. All right? Just a, just a smidgen, man. Can I just have a little bit of something? All right? A little say. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Jeez, oh, Pete. So like you said, we did indeed play some Elden Ring on Friday. 
there was some hoobla. So when I got home, it was kind of like that. Well, do we want to start? Because it was late. Let, let's just, let's go into what Matt's already doing. The Elden Ring hopped in there. Ended up playing that, but never getting into a groove to where we went and did Tiny Tina's. Uh, I did have a lot of fun. It was nice getting a couple of our other buddies back in there with us. And I got through. Oh, well, you all helped me through like several bosses. So got caught up into that. As you said, I also went to the Halig Tree in Elden Ring. Um, doofing around in there. I don't know if I'm going to stay forever in there. I'm not sure yet. Because like you, I want to go just finish the game up, I think, and move on. Uh, unlike you, though, I already do have games in mind that I want to play. So I'm not stuck in that regard. I'm just torn because I feel like I want to experience the Halig Tree. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I could just, you know, go beat the game. I looked up. I cheated. I looked up, like, a couple of the side quests that I haven't wrapped up. That I was like, well, I should do this one. And one of them's okay, and the other just ends in nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, I don't know. That seems pointless to finish that out. I don't know. We'll see. So anywho's been doing that, having a good time with it. But definitely, like you said, wanting to wrap up the game. Time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. We got greener pastures on the other side. Strangers of Paradise, another game I've been playing. I don't know where I am in this game. I wasn't at the end, I guess. Uh, I beat those bosses. The Uber bosses did that. Smoked them all. Went on to this next part. And all of a sudden, the story starts to go wild. And everyone's like, oh, but you didn't know this. But the, Oh, you didn't know that. But oh, ha, ha, ha. We can't let you figure out this other secret because you might do something. Oh, what's, what do you mean do something? Blah, 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 blah. If you want to know, follow me to the next castle. If you want to know, follow me over here. If you want to know, go collect a thing for me. So now I'm on this wild goose chase in the game, trying to figure out and unravel the secrets of what the hell is happening. I already know who Jack is. I'm not an idiot. But the twists come and who your companions are and what the hell is actually going on, all in all. I mean, even from the demo, you could tell things weren't what they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So it, I'm not too surprised, but it's it's good to hear that, yes, it's not just like, you did the thing. It's actually... And you became this. The little sneaky snake twist is there. Yes. So now I'm starting to see where stuff's going to go sideways. A lot of stuff you thought was up isn't up. A lot of things you thought were down aren't down. It's pretty cool. I'm having a good time with it. It's definitely challenging. Um, in some regards, I'm, I'm actually finding a couple of builds now that are pretty OP. Uh, so if I stick to those for like the bosses, I don't really have much of an issue once I just learn the movesets. You know, because there's always that random, like, oh, gosh, she just did this giant miasma. I didn't expect that. But beyond that, not having a lot of trouble in uh, the boss regard anymore, except for when I'm being stubborn. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to my my couple, you know, builds that I really like and just smoke. I'm staying on this one that I've been building up. I'm going to try it here. Then it gets to be challenging because you're trying to do moves you're not used to with the bosses, etc. So having fun with that game. Uh, I have no desire to finish it quickly. I'm I'm just enjoying it. So that's one of the ones that can carry on for right now as long as it wants to. It's not bugging me. Of course, Eden Chronicles Rising, I've gotten into that. Still pretty early on. Uh, still gorgeous, still beautiful, still wonderful. I'm wondering, though, like, I don't know how deep this game really goes because I've got about six hours in so far. And I don't know how long, I don't even know how long this game is, to tell you the truth. Um, but as of this moment, it's still literally just, Hey, I want to, I want to make an inn. So go gather this stuff for me so I can make the inn. Go do that. Make the inn. Oh, I want to make a blacksmith shop. So I'm, I'm still just building the town and then of course collecting the stamps for it as I go. But in the meantime, I've already been, I won't, I don't want to spoil it. I've already been given permission to do certain things. I've already met, you know, one of my companions anyway. So I kind of don't know if I thought this game was going to be the opening was going to be get the stamps, you know, and build the town. And then you're going to go on an, an adventure. But I'm starting to wonder if just this game just is getting the town built up. And while you're building it, you're going to go on that adventure. And then you're going to close with the town back up and all of its glory and everything else. Well, I know one of the things we're going to discuss later in the show in that they said it was like 20 hours roughly. So I would assume okay. it's maybe just going to be dink and dunk around until you get both of your party members, and then maybe you do shoot off on an adventure or something happens to the town. I don't know. I, I haven't touched it or started it myself yet, but they did say 20 hours in that thing that we watched, so I have to imagine something else happens, but just seems weird that it is just... Seems like RPG intro 101. 
Yeah, that's kind of feels like it's RPG intro, building the you know usuals up. And uh, like I said, I'm already like six hours in, so I'm like, well, all right, this is a lot bigger game than I thought, or is it just going to ramp up real quick and then it's going to end abruptly? So that's probably going to be the case. Who knows? I'll keep reporting as I rock and roll with it. And video game-wise, that's it. I did see Doctor Strange as well. Like you said, we've already discussed it at nauseum at work. Um, decent movie. Like you said, a couple things aren't sitting right with me. The power levels are starting to bug me in some regard, as they always do. Especially these days, I feel like the power levels of these characters are just not quite balancing out from what they've established in the movies, but with what the comic books are actually at. And then, then it looks like they're like trying to course correct sometimes with some of these characters. And it just ends up being kind of strange to me. <laughs> strange. <laughs> Stupid. You should have heard me with Howard. I was breaking out all the puns. This is strange. This is just even Steven. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> I think he wanted to slap me in the face once I was done. Probably. <laughs> But anywho's, I won't spoil nothing. So, I, uh, and beyond that, we can't we can't really talk about it if we're not going to spoil right. it. So, it was good. It was good enough to go see, but I wouldn't say it was by any means, you know, my top tier favorite Marvel movies at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, went and did soccer. You know, took the girls to soccer. Did some other stuff in real life. Nothing crazy. Nothing big. And here we are doing a show, Matt. That's been the week. Here we are. Here we are, and we're talking about. The releases for this week because I got a good one. It's one that we saw in the Nintendo Indie World Direct last week or whenever it was we did that. It's Mini Motorways, which came out on the 11th for the Switch. It has been out for iOS, PC, maybe a couple other platforms, but developed and published by Dinosaur Polo Club. This is a score based puzzle sort of a game in which you start off on a map. It's weird because in those trailers, it always says it's based on the cities of Tokyo and Rio de Janeiro and all this stuff. But essentially, it's like a topographical map, kind of. So if there's a a river running through the city, then you start with a river. But what happens in this game is, poop, poop, a little house and a, a place of business will pop up. And it's your job to connect them via a motorway. Then after a, a couple seconds, poop, 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 more houses pop up on the map. So you have to link them to the motorways. Then more places of business pop up. Now, houses and places of business of a different color pop up. So, like the red houses, that will always generate red cars and red people who want to go to the red places of business. Blue with blue, yellow with yellow, that kind of thing. And as you go, the cities get bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's more and more and more and more colors that you have to match up in some kind of at least semi-efficient way, because... What's happening is the places of business, they'll get little pips on top of them. And the cars have to come and get those pips. And if they don't, those pips will start expiring. When that little clock comes up and it expires, it's game over. So it's your job to make motorways that are efficient and interesting. At the end of each week, you get an additional set of tools. Maybe it's you have the option of just 30 more road pieces or 10 more road pieces, but you get two roundabouts to make your intersections more efficient or you get traffic signals because now it's just you have this weird like a crazy little hexagon spider of things so you got to clean that up and obviously you can go back and delete roads and reshape them maybe you have the option of bridges to get over the rivers or tunnels to go through the mountain pieces sometimes you get highway pieces so you know you have this mass of stuff in the middle of the city but a purple house way on the corner of the map and a purple business on the other corner of the map just opened up. Well, you can make a big highway over top of all of that to make your traffic flow even more efficient. Now, it sounds boring. It sounds like like farming simulator type of thing. Why would I want to do that? Well, it's just, if you watch it in action, if you watch the people playing it, it's, it's kind of cute and simple and just, it just flows when you, when you watch some gameplay of it. It just flows. You're putting this down. New stuff's popping up over here. Oh, that that area's kind of a tangle. Boom, put in a roundabout. Add some more spiderweb and roads to lead off to here. There's just something about it. It's got some good music. It's got that simple, clean graphical style. It's not super in-depth, but it's not so simple that you just can't get it. In this game also, there's daily challenges, weekly challenges, internet leaderboards so you can take on the Tokyo map and get a high score here. Show it off to your buddy. If you've been playing it on Steam in the Nintendo Switch version, you can import all your scores, all your data. You can't go like back the other way, which I think is weird. But if you've been playing Mini Motor Ways for a while on your PC and you want to get all that stuff transferred to your Switch, you can do it. 
don't know. There's not much else to say about it. It's a score attack game. The longer you last, the higher your score goes. So you're incentivized to make it better. Go back in and redo this area. Make your highway over here. Make just this little bit better so you can last just this little bit longer before everything goes to hell and it's game over. So if you like score attacks, if you like puzzle games, if you like manipulating things, just tweak this and tweak that. Check out Mini Motorways. I have been watching this game for a while. I think I'm waiting for a Steam sale to get it. It just seems like one of those ones you can kill 15 minutes in, or it can kill your whole night, because, ah, just one more. Just one more. Well, I'm going to try it on this map. Now, oh, there's a daily challenge. Got to do the daily challenge today. There's a weekly challenge. Better try that one again. It's one of those kind of games. So if you're interested in anything like that, check out Mini Motorways. It's out now for the Switch. Has been out for iOS and PC. Check it out and have a great time. You know what? You can also check out another wonderful game because, of course, we've got two. If you want a challenge, I got a game for you. Evil Dead, the game. It's here. It's back in action. It's rocking and rolling. Ash and his friends are up to something again, out in them woods, doing some dirty deeds. And I tell you what, the price is steep and it ain't done cheap. You know what I mean, Matt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! All right, so here's the deal. Here it is. You've seen this game before, sort of in Friday the 13th, if you've ever played that. It's developed. This one in particular is developed and published by Saber Interactive. It's out on all the platforms, and it's cross-play. So it doesn't matter where you're playing it. You're getting dumped into one big old online room to play with whoever is playing. And that's another thing you got to know. It's an online game only. If you're not playing online, you will not be able to play this game because it requires real people to play. As I said, Ash and his friends you're the survivors. You're the, you're the heroes of the story. You're going to get dumped into somewhere on this huge, awesome map that has all sorts of different locales. Obviously, the biggest theme of it is the forest. But amongst that, you'll see different areas throughout the shows, movies, etc. from Evil Dead. And you have to do a particular thing, which is get this dagger. But to get the dagger, you have to get a certain amount of maps, which will unlock the location of a different map to get the dagger. Then you got to go do that. And, of course, seal the evil away because that's all what Evil Dead is all about. While you and your friends are trying to travel together to do this, and like I said, together, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a second, there's going to be an enemy. There'll be another player who's going to be the big demon boss. And this demon boss will be like an ethereal kind of like spirit entity. And you're going to dash around at a way higher speed than your players will. And you'll collect these little red nuggets along the way, which is basically your uh, mana bar. It allows you to perform your functions. Now, there's like three different demons. One's like possessions. Uh, One is uh, summoning. And the other is, I think, attack or something like that. Anyways, there's three of them. You pick. And then while you're getting your mana, you'll be able to do the abilities that those demons can do. So you'll want to, of course, locate the uh, players. And then when you do that, you'll either be able to possess them, take them over, you know, or take over objects around them to kill the players and harass the players. Or you'll be able to summon more um, of the possessed, what are they, in the necro fence or whatever the hell they're called, to do your bidding. I don't remember, man. It's been too long since I've seen the show's... They're just called Deadites, dude. Come on. Is that that's what it is? Deadites. There it is. You got it. Hey, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not fronting. I'm no big giant Evil Dead fan. I've seen them all. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I'm, it's not my cup of tea. I haven't even seen the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. You can summon the Deadites. You can go ahead and attack and just be all crazy. Your whole purpose in life is to stop the players from succeeding. All right, And as you're going and as you're collecting the MP and as you are harassing the players, the cool part about being on the bad side is you just get increasingly more powerful. So you'll be able to summon more baddies. You'll be able to do more damage. You're going to be able to last longer, do more things until the point where you're going to smoke the other players and you're going to win because they just can't get to the maps. They can't get to the, the dagger or whatever and, and stop the evils, you know, close the portal, etc. That's your purpose in life as the demon course the players your purpose in life is to achieve the objectives now you can spread out and go solo however this is a very bad thing to do in the game because as i just mentioned the demon is powerful if you go by yourself and the demon finds you usually you're not going to make it out alive he's going to summon enough baddies or do enough damage just to smoke you right there and away you go now he only has to go hunting a couple other individuals and then he wins the game that's where the game really shines it's third person you're hanging out together you want to talk communicate amongst one another and even if you don't communicate verbally 
just by using in-game little tactics and, and knowing to stick together and, and using the little markers to show, hey, look, I found something over here. You want to go collect weapons, gear, find the maps to make yourself more powerful. Now, what's cool is the game does have upgrades, which I found pretty, you know, pretty. It's got the like the green, blues, purples, and there's even legendary items. And if, from what I hear, of course, I haven't played it. The legendary items are actually legendary and rare. If you find one, you will become extremely powerful and have a very significant chance of success, assuming you can find the maps and stuff that you need to find to win the uh, the match. Each match lasts, from what I hear, roughly around 20 to 30 minutes or so. So not too bad. You can get a couple in if you're in for a quick hit on a lunch break or whatever. And just have a blast. And as I said, it's online, so you can play with your friends, or you can play solo, and it'll just match you up with whoever's online playing. So you're going to go in there, you're going to collect the gear, you're going to go find the maps. And while you're doing that, the coolest part is you have skill trees. So whilst you're playing and killing the deadites and handling the demon, you're going to level up, and you'll be able to every match take your character, because each character has, you know, sort of different abilities, and you'll be able to just, boop, okay, this time around I want to be melee heavy. I'm going to go in there with a knife or sword or uh, whatever it is and just boop, 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 all the skill sets for critical hits, damage, you know, melee damage, etc. Just pump them up. Same with, uh, you know, guns, etc. You get the drift. You've seen it before. But between the different kinds of gear and the skill levels, I just, I feel like that's pretty neat. The only downside to this whole thing is that it's one map. Just one. So... I don't know. It feels like once you've played this for, like, say me and you started, man. It's like a week later, two weeks later, I feel like we'd kind of be like, oh, all right, neat. So hopefully there's something up the Saber's sleeve and, uh, they'll, they'll produce another map that's going to be like right around on the horizon. Just doesn't have to be the next week, but you know what I mean? Something that you can be like, okay, I played this for a few weeks and we're going to get a new map and maybe a couple new characters because there's a million different characters in the Evil Dead franchise that you can pull from or just make stuff up. It doesn't really matter. I feel like if this takes off like Dead by Daylight, which is the other killer-based, you know, killer versus survivors mm-hmm. type of game, if it takes off like that, that game is always dropping new stuff, at least as far as I know. I've never played it. I'm not a big fan of it or anything, but every time I see it, it's like, ooh, here's the new killer. Here's the new this. Here's the new that. Here's the new tool. Here's the new weapon. Here's the new survivor. Here's the new map, I'm sure. So yeah, like you said, it would suck that it's just one, especially if you're one of those players who just churns and burns that stuff yeah, and just plays it all day just long. Play it now. But if it takes off like that, I don't see why they couldn't have that kind of stuff just coming straight down the pipeline. Yeah, As of this moment, it looks like they've got their birds and ducks in a row. It looks like a lot of fun. As you said, those games aren't necessarily up my alley. But I do enjoy Evil Dead to some extent. So, you know, who knows? Maybe down the road it comes free or something. You know, I'll hop in there and play. But otherwise, probably not one I'm going to check out. But I do recommend you in the old world do check out because if you like that type of game, it's looking solid, it's looking sharp, and uh, you might enjoy it. And speaking of things you might enjoy that I recommend that you do check out, it's the 505 Games Showcase. We talked about it last week or the week before that. It's here now. I didn't think it was here this quick, even though we just talked about it then and we both went, wow, that's pretty soon. I didn't realize it was this soon, but I watched it today. And I will say... Before we get into any overall opinions of it or anything, I will say I like that they did this because it was a nice small presentation and these are the kind of games that if they were bundled in with some other company's big presentation, if they went in with Xbox or PlayStation or Ubisoft or whatever, these are the kind of games that would just get passed over. People would be like, they showed something, I don't know, all I was here for was... God of War, Starfield, yeah. Yeah. So I appreciated this. I like... I like when smaller publishing companies show off smaller games like this. I'm in the same boat. I'm glad they did it. However, I was shocked they didn't show any of the stuff I was expecting to see. So it was a lot of things that I was like, what? What's this? What's going on? What's this? But in in a way, that's good. Because like you said, if I see any of this stuff lined up with the big hitters, at best you're going to get me to go, oh, yeah, there was that one with the... Trolls or something like that. Yeah, yeah remember that? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and look. That's what you. That's your best you're gonna get. Yeah. So with this happening, boom! It's right there. It's all you're getting because it's just what they're showing you. So I did. I did as well. Appreciate it. And I gotta say, it wasn't the games I was expecting, man. <laughs> I mean, I was just. I went in there and I was like, oh, oh yeah, all right here. No, no. Okay, Stray Blade. You know. 
don't know if you want to go in order or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Or if you want to give off like some of the ones you were interested in. I want to to jump in first, though, and say okay. this feels like something that should have dropped like a month ago. Because the way they talked about Euden Chronicles and Chronicles Rising were like, hey, it's this upcoming game you should check out. And not, hey, it's a game that released like a week ago and people have been playing. So I, th- I thought that felt weird. But, you know, maybe they had it on track for a couple weeks ago. And then maybe they were waiting on the last trailer for Miasma Chronicles or something and delayed it a week or two. I noticed it every time they talked about specifically those two games. People know about it. You don't have to, t- like explain what it is because it's out and people everybody's already playing it they've seen the reviews of it they know what it is i just thought it was kind of weird yeah definitely definitely you could tell that different parts were done at different times and then they just put it together but i'll say a stray blade nothing i'm really interested in you know i I know we just talked about you know we're being big on elden ring and loving it but i gotta say for myself i think from software is like the only company i'll probably ever play any sort of you know Demon Souls, Dark Souls types games from. So I was instantly like, oh, I don't know, not for me, not not my cup of tea, you know. That one was, wasn't hitting. I was cooking lunch when I watched it, so I didn't get that vibe from it. But when I was looking at the gameplay, it reminded me of uh, Mark of Cree back on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 2. So I was like, oh, that looks cool. I don't really know anything else about it. But I like the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Going back to Among the Trolls, which it started out with. Yes, that one's looking cool. It is looking cool. This is a, a genre that I never play. I never play uh-huh. survival games. I don't crafting and building a hut and doing all that stuff. It's not for me, but what I do appreciate here, and they made a point of talking about it, is that this all takes place in this mythical world. So you can't just go and chop down all the trees. If you are harvesting up the trees, the land will start getting darker until you make an offering unto the god that protects this area. And I thought that was really cool. Like you can't just do whatever with no consequences, you can start, but then you have to make peace with the God to allow me to keep doing this. And I don't know how far it wants to go, but I'm a big fan of the fairy realm and all that crazy weird crap, you know. It caught my attention immediately. It's like, oh, you're going to go to these finished forests and you're going to try to survive there. And like you said, it. but if you're cutting down trees, some of the creatures that protect and live in the forest might, you know, get a little crazy and they might start trying to screw you over. And then you have to appease them, the gods that be, to keep going. And I was like, okay, well, are we going to see these these creatures? And are, and are they going to go straight up into the, like, the fairy-type realm? And you're going to see polkas and you're going to see, like, you know, all these different crazy cool little creatures that exist. You're going to see, know. like, Tinkerbell coming in, sprinkling a fairy dust, you know? Fairies usually aren't like Tinkerbell, man. But, yeah, sure, you know, you're going to see Hooray! Tinkerbell. Okay. Got him! <laughs> Got him! Oh, goodness. It has potential. I, I don't like survival games either. But if this one goes into that whole realm, and, and it does have oh, just a ton of really cool, amazing little creatures, like, protecting this forest and trying to screw you over or help you, depending on what you're doing... I might actually check it out because you just don't see games that go into that that world almost ever. Like uh, almost just never. I don't think I've ever really seen a game go hard and into the, like the the fairy mythology and all that crazy stuff. So this would be something cool to pay attention to, but like you said, I don't know, a mix because of the survival stuff. I don't like that either. Then we had the little bit we already talked about with Euden Chronicle and Euden Chronicle Rising. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have backed Euden Chronicle, the full game, and you are playing Rising right now. I have it downloaded for Game Pass, but games we're both interested in. And then it closed out with a trailer for Miasma Chronicles. You know me. If it's not a gameplay trailer, I disregard it. It looked cool. It looked neat. A robot brother and like a human brother trying to broach this thing and rescue a family member kind of reminded me of uh you know full metal alchemist in that way mm-hmm. but everybody loved that apparently except for me so it... i didn't like it either yes hooray I, I get told that i'm not a real anime dweeb because i just don't understand what people like about that show but whatever now we've just lost all the rest of the viewers that we had left <laughs> they're all gone now but if you are still here i mean check out the trailer it looked cool. I can't wait to see gameplay because, I mean, the ideas. he looked like he was trying to rip open this rift thing with a magical glove that his mother left him. It looked neat. And, you know, if you can play as my robot brother co-op buddy or I could be your robot brother co-op buddy, that'd be pretty cool. Even better, yes. They didn't really uh, tell you anything about what this game's got going for it except to show that cool little trailer. 
I'm not a huge fan, and it sounds like a reversal here. I'm not a huge fan of the kid being the main character. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind kids in games, but I don't really like playing as kids in games. That's not my jam, just because it, it hurts the immersion for me, because I know what kids are. They're stupid. They can't really do much. Any- They're not going to go save the world. They're going to go hide in a blueberry bush and not even eat the blueberries and just starve to death. That's what a kid's probably going to really do. So to see like a kid like just handling business, taking out weird alien technology and doing this and that, I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I guess in this weird dimension, kids are a lot smarter than kids these days in the world. But either way, I know it's a game and I know that it does look cool. I just, the immersion part, it just bugs me. So we'll see. I always just find there's a disconnect for me because I am an adult. So to put myself back in like a, little, a kid's shoes and have him be doing like this emotional stuff that same with Full Metal Alchemist. He gets super emotional because he's so young, but I'm not. I'm just a cool cucumber. I don't know. We'll be interested to see what becomes of this game when it becomes something. I'm in the same boat. I want to watch it and see what it becomes because if it's a really cool adventure game, regardless of if it's a kid or whatever, I'll be wanting to play it. Because mm-hmm. I just, those are just good times. They're always good times. So definitely on the watch to check out. So I guess pretty good job, 505. But mm-hmm. uh, I was really hoping to see a little more Alan Wake 2. Just something. You know, just anything. I don't even care what. That's all I wanted. I mean, that you can put in with somebody else's press conference if True. you want to. Or Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keeley. If mm-hmm. these were all in the Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keeley, they're totally getting overlooked, overlooked. by everything. So I appreciate it. Plus, it was only like 30 minutes. It's not like we spent two and a half hours learning about all these smaller tier games. So I appreciated the brevity and just some games I never would have heard of or never paid any attention to getting some spotlight. I agree. And speaking of spotlight, Xbox got in the spotlight again, and it's not good for them. It's, you know, a lot of people pretty frustrated, and I think uh, just justly so. Uh, Redfall and Starfield, big O Xbox Studio games that were you know being promised and looked at for coming out this year, have been postponed to 2023. They're gone, which means Xbox has nothing coming this year, nothing, zero. So the big promise that Xbox was going to give it to you is two years running and not giving it to you, and everybody's getting pissed off. They're like, "Where's the Xbox games promised? You bought up all these studios, you promised big things, and you're not providing big things." That's the question everybody's asking. Everybody wants to know what the hell's going on. And here we are. Is it a big deal? Isn't it a big deal? Do you care? Do you not care? You know the answer to that, Eric. I will answer that in a bit, but I will say, who in their right mind thought both of these games were coming out this year? Who? Everybody was Starfield. Okay, everyone's stupid then, because we've seen literally one small trailer for each game. Just one. Things that come out this year, you don't just see one trailer from way earlier in the year. That's that you don't. That doesn't happen. That's. I didn't think these were coming out this year, especially Redfall. That was just announced with this little trailer, however many months ago it was. I can't even remember because it got washed over in whatever trailers were shown at whatever event that was. So I got fired up because I saw delays and I went expected. 100% expected from me. And then I went on Twitter and people were all up in arms. Xbox fanboys and Sony fanboys were throwing bricks at each other. Whatever. This is just like the Notorious Killzone trailer. And then when it came out, it looks worse. Oh, we're so mad. How did you believe that that was that? How did you believe that this was going to come out this year when they've shown nothing? Come on, people. Get it together. Anyway, so for me, you know the answer to this because I put it in the show notes. This isn't a big deal for me. Because you put in here, what does Xbox have now? And I answered you in the show notes, it has Game Pass, bro. I'm not such an Xbox fanboy that I have to have Xbox Microsoft developed games on my Xbox console. I'm not such a Sony fan person that blah, 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 all all the this and that. My Xbox is a Game Pass machine. And there's still tons of stuff that's coming out on Game Pass, coming out soon. And then stuff you don't even know about, like I always say, that's coming out later. All the indie stuff, all the third-party stuff that they haven't even specifically physically announced, it's going to be... There it is. So if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, which you should if you have an Xbox, you have a billion things to play. Why would you possibly be upset about two games that absolutely were not coming out this year, not coming out this year? Stop it. Stop it. Because, Matt, 
you can't promise something and renege and expect no consequence. Eleven, uh, eleven. That was the big day. Starfield promised. Oh, I agree with you. There was no way it was coming. It no. literally had one time. It wasn't even a trailer. That was a joke of a trailer. It was a like, cinematic. It, like yeah, it was here's, a cinematic. Here's, here's the kind of feelings you're gonna get from yes. the game. Yeah. There was no way it was coming. I had no, no, even smidgen of thing. So I agree with you in that in that whole sense of if you honestly thought these two games were coming, you're jokers. So to be mad about that, you're you're just a bunch of jokers. I do agree well with the Xbox keeps on promising things and they're not delivering. They're re- wholly relying on third party studios and then buying games to bring to Game Pass, which is an awesome epic value, which is really cool. But if it wasn't for them having that big-time cash to just bring games in that other littler studios are making and doing, Xbox has nothing. They are not providing the customer with games right now. They're just not. Come on now. They did just drop Halo Infinite. Halo is a big game. It's it not fell big off for so us. Quick. It that's. They didn't have the post-release stuff, man. They had no none of the. Uh, they didn't have the co-op ready. They didn't have even a lot of maps aren't ready yet, etc. I'll, I'll grant you that, but again, that's it, it is something. It came out. Yeah, it is something because if they delayed that again into this year, and then obviously since the co-op still isn't around, I'm not sure. No, still if they not. delayed it again into next year. People would literally stone them to death. But hmm. the multiplayer did come out. Forza is always out. Forza is always a thing. You don't. You and I don't play racing games, but that matters to some people. That's that's the other prong of the two that I hung up. So they have. Don't, you can't say they have delivered absolutely nothing. I get what you're saying. It's not like a, a well, big it's churn an, and burn. It's an of exaggeration, but they're not putting out. You know, you you buy 17 studios and then you produce two games in three years. It's kind of like you gotta you gotta you gotta start showing something. Because you keep talking about how first party games on Game Pass, we're giving it to you. And we're giving you a third party, we're giving you the indies, we're going to do it all. And you're providing the others, no doubt. But they are not pushing that yet. So I, like I said, I'm just stating what the internet's talking about. And I do see the point of it. I'm not upset. I did, however, cancel my Xbox Game Pass subscription. Um, because I was in it for the big first parties and they're not coming this year. So I'm like, well, next year I'm going to go back up again, obviously, so I can get it again. Cause it does have great deals, but I'm not, I don't really play all those third party games. I don't really, I don't have time for them. I've I've got four PlayStation games lined up that I still got to play and beat right now. And I was just like, Eric, all right, we're not getting the big, big hitters this year. I got four games still to get through and like two more. I know I'm buying. Doesn't make sense to keep paying, you know, fifteen, sixteen bucks a month right now. For me, it didn't. It didn't have. And it, it ain't out of anger. I did it. I'm not. I'm not like, oh man, I knew they weren't coming. So it was just a okay. Now here's the definitive proof they're not coming. I'll go ahead and shut her down. And there's probably several people like me who made that decision, not in anger, but I gotta imagine there's gonna be a lot of people. I'm, I'm so mad about this. Blah blah blah. Not enough, I think, to change anything because I think Game Pass is still amazing. But it is something that I think Phil and the gang over there, they're probably not happy. I'm sure they wanted these games to, or at least one of them, to hit Starfield in particular, since they actually gave a release date for it. But it is what it is, and I just urge people to calm down, chill out, you know. And and like I did, if if you just that was all you were here for unsubscribe and come back next year when the games will be out or stay on and like you matt play all these awesome games there's so many cool games over there i've got like four or five game pass games all lined up that i was thinking about playing but because of elden ring it ruined everything and now i've got just a million games that are bigger than those little games you know what i mean so just a cascading effect and that's just the circumstances we're in so yeah i just felt like we should at least bring it up and talk about it a little bit that's fair. I just this is another one of those things that when you go on Twitter and you just see like the two sides just Going constant crazy. warfare. Just the Xbox and the ponies, they're always at mm. war. I've been through this my whole life. Literally Every my whole iteration. life. There've been two sides and it's so stupid. Just get over it. Don't be don't be happy that games got delayed, but also don't be super furious. The games got delayed. This is also a fact of life. This has happened 
forever, for as long as I've been around too. Mm-hmm. Just give it a, ah, oh, that's a shame. Give it that. Yep. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Don't be mad at developers. Don't go raging on Twitter. But then also don't be crowing because uh, the other side didn't get I just I don't get it. I don't get this world. Why is it like this? Don't do that. Exactly. Stay calm. Chill out. Enjoy what you enjoy. Have fun. Have some sympathy for poor freaking Phil. You know, he wanted these games to come out too. It's not like he was like, ah, I'm going to screw the fans over and, and delay these games. No, he's going to provide a better game. Well, he's not. But, you know, obviously studios making these games are going to provide you with better games at the end of the day, especially since Bethesda is known for some jank. This will give them more time to make it better. So I'm all about it. I'm willing to wait till next year. Like I said, there's plenty of games to play. Go play them. Stop barking. Stop barking. If you only play big games and now you don't have one, go experience the magic in the whole world. The millions of permutations of experiences and stories and genres and mechanics that's out there in the indie world. Go do it because that's that's what Game Pass is perfect for. Indeed it is. So we're going to be jumping ship from the Xbox and moving right over to PlayStation. Because while we've been away, PlayStation has come along and said, Hey, you remember how we told you this whole new PlayStation Plus is changing? we got these three tiers coming along. And we're going to try to compete with the old Xbox Game Pass and do all this stuff. Yes, you do. You know it's happening. We've all talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. Well, they finally gave us a catalog of games that are going to kind of start the whole lineup. They made sure to let everybody know that it's going to change uh, sometimes mid-month and for sure every month depending on the tier that you're in. So you're always going to have a fresh game to play, something new to do in theory because obviously it hasn't started yet. But when it does start, we shall see. Now, of course, to get things kicked off, I will read off all the PlayStation Studio games that are going to be coming from the, it looks like the PlayStation Plus Extra Premium Deluxe Packages that you will get to play Right from the word go. Ready, Matt? You ready? We're not gonna, <clears throat> no, we're not going to do Alienation, this. Alienation, Bloodborne, Concrete, no, Genie, no, Days, stop, Gone, Dead Nation. Stop it, stop it, stop <laughs> it. There's no Man, way. But you can't assume people are going to know this stuff. You can't assume they're going to know all the the games here. What you do is you pick out two. You pick out two and I pick out two. And we say, this is pretty cool because that's a really cool game. Or you pick out three and you go, these three are pretty cool because they're pretty big games. That's what we. That's what we do. Well, I'm more interested in the other. Hang on. Okay, now we're getting. Right, we're we gonna going? get all confused. Right, we're going all over. Where just, are we going? Just pick out a few from that extra tier. Because <laughs> I got <laughs> some. I got it right here. I was gonna say you're gonna have to go first then, because I'm looking. <laughs> looking at. Him. Hang on. If we're talking just the first party stuff, I'm gonna say you get the Demon Souls remake, which everybody says was the greatest version of Demon's Souls, the greatest thing since sliced bread until Elden Ring came out. So I think that's awesome because, A, I want to play it. I want to play the Demon's Souls remake. And here it is, boom, bam, bing. And, of course, you get Returnal because they Housemark just joined PlayStation Studios. Like, all the Housemark stuff is here, but that's the biggest and the best one. So if you... Maybe you're one of those people who just could barely get your PS5, who are still scratching and clawing for one. If you sign up for this little extra tier, you get two fantastic games right there. Not to mention Death Stranding Director's Cut, one of my favorite games all over the place. God of War, your favorite thing that you never stop talking about. You get that too? You get all kinds of good stuff. There we go. You've had enough time to stroke your chin and look at that list. Eric, what do you got? I'll say this. There's quite a few titles. I agree. You know, a lot, Some of these I've played, but I'll, I'll name the couple that I'm excited about that I haven't played myself. And one of them is Returnal. You already mentioned it, but I'm going to say it again. Returnal. It's a game I want to play, but I just didn't want to buy because I don't like that type of genre, but it looks so damn cool that I want to play it. And then on top of it, does it come with the bonus that allows us to play together or not? I don't know. It's a free update, so there's free no update, so imagine it has to be. Yeah. So therefore, we can actually play together, which would be freaking really cool and a lot of fun. So I am excited about that being on there. And then beyond that, Gravity Rush 2 mm-hmm. is a game that I've been interested in. I've, it's one of those ones I've wanted to touch for a long time. And, of course, the, the Gravity Rush regular remastered editions there as well. So I suppose I should start from there. I hear that's the better game anyway. But those two games are ones I've wanted to try for quite a long time, but just never quite got into, never quite decided to you know bite the bullet and pay the money for. So they're there for me. And then a, real quick, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. All right, I've played about halfway through Marvel Spider-Man. Never, it, it was always fun, but never quite hit. But I did watch Miles Morales get played from front to back, and that was a tighter, more 
fast-paced, cool Spider-Man, in my opinion. I loved his shock abilities and stuff way more than I like Peter Parker's abilities. So, bada-bing, bada-boom, look at that. Just off of the PlayStation Studios alone, I've got several titles that are looking really sweet to me. And then you have a lot of stuff we've played. I didn't mention Miles Morales because I played it. Ghost Mm -hmm. of Tsushima Director's Cut is on there too, a fantastic game. All kinds of good stuff. Even dropping into the third-party games where you get to a ton of Ubisoft stuff. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a 900-hour game that just never ends and keeps getting DLC, so it keeps never-ending. All kinds of good stuff there. All the Far Cries, Dead Cells is there, Batman Arkham Knight, which is an amazing game. There's all kinds of good stuff in there. Out of the third-party partners, for there's quite a few of these ones that I've already played, but Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, for sure want to get on that one. So that one's really cool. And then for you, Matt, Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition. Mm-hmm. You can finally play this game. This game, I've told you, is really good, really solid. Don't mind the story. I don't know what's going on in the story. I do hear, however, that the Royal Edition put in a, a bunch in of the, little stuff and, 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 things. Yeah, and yeah. tried to fill in all the crazy blanks and stuff that made zero sense. But regardless with the story, the game was just so fun and solid that I played all the way through it, even though I had no idea why the hell they were doing what they were doing most of the time. It was still fantastic. And now you don't even have to pay money, Matt, or you, the listener. You can just go play it, and you get to play it in its definitive best form free. Well, not free. You're paying your yearly charge, but you know what I mean. And that's the thing that I think makes me a little less excited about this, because If I had not played any of these games, this is fantastic. For an extra, what, five bucks a month, you get Uh access to all of these amazing games. But you and I have played most of these amazing games. A lot of them. And even Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, I downloaded that for Steam. It's in my Final Fantasy rotation. Uh So I have it. Batman Arkham Knight, which I just said, I literally went on Steam today, and I was looking through sales. It was $2.99. So if you've been keeping up on all the big stuff... This maybe doesn't look as attractive to you, but if you haven't been, or you, maybe you missed out on a PlayStation last gen, there's a ton of awesome stuff here. I just I just feel weird being like, I'm not excited about it, but it's because I've played 80% of the big hitters that I'm interested in on this list already. Mm-hmm. But of course, that comes to you regardless, so you just get to play those. See, wait, we're going to switch it over to Essential. Essential. So all the stuff that's extra is the little upcharge. And then premium is all is. the big upcharge uh, with all the streaming okay. stuff. Okay, yes, there it is. So this isn't free stuff for us. This is no. the extra $4 a month or whatever it is. This is the extra, yeah. And then no, the extra 10 is all get. the streamy stuff with the classic. The essential will just get the ones that we already have currently, plus, of course, the two new games yeah. um, or whatever every month. Essential is the you had PlayStation Plus, this is the same thing. Extra mm-hmm. is... Extra is where you'll get the extra the titles we were talking about previously. There we go. Mm-hmm. And the classic, this is one I was like really kind of wanting to peep at. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed for myself. I was hoping for way more than what they uh, showcased and what they announced. The only one that actually made me go, what? And I got excited for was Wild Arms 3. That was it. That's the only classic game announced that I stood up for and went, oh, maybe I will play this. Because if they got Wild Arms 3, maybe they'll get Wild Arms 2. Maybe they'll get Wild Arms 1 eventually. But as of right now, from what I hear, all the classic games were only games that were remastered for a system later on. They didn't actually go back and get any original OG classic games. I don't know if that's something they're going to stick to forever, or if they this was just an easy you know easy out to start it up, and then they were going to start actually fixing and figuring things out, how to you know clean them up and get them up on the... PlayStation 5, I don't know. All I know is not for me except for Wild Arms. What about you? Anything really get you? On the classic front, the only one that stood out was Siphon Filter. Because I would love to go through and play some jank-ass third-person shooting Siphon Filter using that taser in the first level, shooting dudes in the head with it, and lighting them on fire. I want to do that again, but I got a little fired up. I was kind of mad. I was like, oh, the classics. This is what I'm waiting for. Because on my Vita right now, I could buy and download and played a million PS1 games, a million PSP games. Like the list is so exhausting when I'm looking for a new game to try. It's 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 ridiculous. Here and you get what 10, 11 mm-hmm. 
I was kind of mad when I saw it because that's the part that I'm most excited about. Yeah. Bringing in those classics, playing Front Mission 3 on the big screen with a PS5 controller in my hand. Give me something like that. So I got fired up, but if it's a stepping stone to more stuff, just like with, I mean, even the first party lineup and the third party stuff from the extra tier, if they're going to build on that and make it bigger and bigger, cool. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But I was disappointed with the initial offering, but if you give me more down the road, I'll be a happy little camper. I just wanted bigger hitters and, and more fanciful names. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I 100% know what you're saying. Because we're in the tier right now that I'm really skeptical of. You know, do I need to get this? Is this something I'm going to actually use and play and whatnot? And when you show me just a few slim pickings like that, it definitely is like, well, besides this one game, I, I don't know. Is it really worth me paying the extra money, you know, whatever it is, 10, 20 bucks a year to get this? Maybe, maybe not. If they do start churning them out and doing all sorts of stuff, that gets to be very, 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 very tempting. So at the moment, I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll wait. But of course, that's not it, everybody. You also get this whole uh, streaming PS3 thing going on for the premium deluxe editions. And I'm not big on streaming. My internet's decent, but I don't know if it's going to keep up with streaming games or Mm. how much internet that's going to suck to the point where my internet provider goes, hey, you've used all your big-time internet. Now we're going to just dumb you down to the slow, crappy internet. So this one's not really my cup of tea, but I did see... A really, really, really cool game in there, man. A really cool game, okay? And that was, of course, some Resistance 3. Nice. I wanted to get into the Resistance games, but back when those were big, I was broke. Okay, so I got to play a little bit of it, and somebody, maybe it was my roommate, James at the time, or somebody had rented it and played it, and I really thought it was awesome and cool, but then it went away, and I never got to play it. It kind of just slipped right past me in the timeline. And so I saw that Resistance 3 was there. And then, of course, the other one for me was Fear. I played all the Fears. I loved that series. I don't know I don't know how in the hell they haven't made another one of those. I can't, I can't imagine it didn't do well. I just remember that being a huge thing for a long time. Really cool uh, horse, or, you know, first-person shooter kind of just twisted. It was, it was a crazy game. It was super cool. So I was, I was excited to see that in the PlayStation 3 offerings. Um, but like I said, with them being streaming, I was just uh, not too thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy on streaming stuff too. I mean, the internet here is fine, but like you said, for streaming an entire PS3 game, just back and forth and up and down and left and right and all that stuff, I'm kind of iffy on it. There's two things in the third-party area of that that do kind of wet my whistle a little bit. One is a game that I did play but never finished and then ended up selling Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Loved that on 360 but I just never got around to beating it. So that's a fun one to play. And Asura's Wrath, the over-the-top button-mashing QTE madness action game from Capcom. That's one that, I mean, I've seen all the cutscenes, I've watched it played, and I'm just, I just drool when I look at it. Because it looks so ridiculous and so crazy and so over-the-top. That would be one, if I did upgrade to this, I'm definitely going to try and stream that game because that game is nuts, that game is fun. And I got to say, hey, why not stream the original Demon Souls, even though you have access to the bigger, hotter, shiny, 100% remake, the greatest thing ever since sliced bread? <laughs> that's supposed to be amazing, yes. I've, I just thought that was hilarious. Oh, and Demon Souls. Oh, cool. PS3. Get out of here. Just get out. I, I threw the paper that, that I wrote it down on. I threw it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so nothing too much there has got me going. And then, of course, they did give a couple time-limited game trials, which will be included in the biggest dog edition. But they've got Uncharted, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, WWE, and Farming Simulator 2 in there. I've already played and beaten the games I've wanted out of that, so none of that really goes anywhere for me. And then they go on to mention that, uh, you know, oh, they're going to add new games, change things up all the time. So you have a lot to look forward to. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What level are you at? What games are you excited about? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com on the Twitter machine, that thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And while you're doing that, send us some congratulations because episode 300 is right around the corner. Like, I can see it. It's coming down the tracks. It's it's, the, it's doing the big horn thing because I'm standing on the tracks and it's going, hey, I'm coming faster than you think I am. And I go, oh, geez. Oh, gosh, do I get off the tracks or not? Send me a message telling me to get off the tracks or not. Or stay on those tracks. Just send us something for 300, man. 
That's right. Get out there and do a little something-something for us. We're going to have a good time regardless. But you know what? With you all there, it makes it oh so much better. And, of course, you can also say, I want to give you a monetary gift because I'm rich. Wow, you're so grateful. I mean, I'm so great. We're so grateful, and you're so generous. <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to Patreon. Throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks over there. Super appreciated. Keeps the lights on. Keeps us able to pay for all the things we do. It's a glorious and awesome place to be if you can. If you can't, like Matt said, just, hey, send in some congratulations, mailbag stuff, uh, five-star ratings on the iTunes, five-star ratings on the Spotify. All those things are a fantastic way to help us out. So please think about it. And also think about listening to the very next episode, episode 299, which will be dropping on the 26th of May on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. We really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, just like those five-star reviews. I'm hoping when Matt gets on next week, he goes, Oh, Eric, look, I've got 172 five-star reviews. And I go, hot diggity daffodils. You all pulled through. You did it for us. You made the shoes shine. You made me just smile to the moons. I don't have to go do terrible things to people, you know? It's all on you. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but don't don't forget to say Shut up and sit down.